15 minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. You tuned in to our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, yeah, uh, in the next few minutes or so, we're going to be speaking to uh, the uh, head of communication at Cocta out in Guazulu, Natal. Now, uh, I think you would have seen over the last few days or so the calls that were made uh, for the um, institution of a provincial state of disaster. Uh, in uh, the uh, province on the back of all of what we've seen, the devastating consequences of the flooding. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, uh, President Sir Ramaphosa declaring that uh, state of disaster. And um, uh, this after, I guess, we've seen uh, over 300 lives lost. Uh, and uh, yeah, recovery efforts are underway. But as you would imagine, many emergency workers across the length and breadth of that province very much stre- stretched. And uh, we've also... Uh, commendably heard the uh, support that has been received from other provinces who have uh, dispatched air support, who have dispatched emergency personnel, who have dispatched all the necessary financial and uh, other resources such as personnel in order to uh, lend a hand of solidarity there to uh, the difficult challenges that the people of Guazul Natal are facing. So uh, that's certainly something, I guess, uh, that uh, is indicative of the type of society that uh, we hope uh, uh, to be and are becoming uh, and uh, we certainly are now going to hear in the next few minutes or so from Nonal Antlovu from uh, Cocta in KZN what the state of disaster is going to mean uh, for many of the people who have uh, lost their property uh, who have uh, seen the loss of life uh, who've uh, uh, lost uh, their shelter their homes um, and uh, many in places of course that are seemingly unreachable even for emergency services uh, I mean I heard Horrific stories yesterday out from Guandengues uh, and uh, many of the other uh, formerly African townships of uh, uh, Eteguini and other parts of KZN uh, and informal settlements that have uh, been affected in this fashion. So we'll look at that uh, in the next few minutes or so. And uh, we're going to be joined by Yanuna Landlovu, head of comms out at Cocktail. The headlines, the headlines on Metro FM Talk. On Metro FM Talk. Yeah, Nonal Anjlovu is the head of communications at uh, the Guazul Natal Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs uh, uh, Office out in uh, that province. Uh, Sis Nonala, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening and thank you for having me. Thank you very much for coming through. Sis Nonala, uh, I guess uh, just before we get into the provincial state of disaster and the implications of that, can you give us the latest by way of uh, just a tally? One, on lives that have been lost, but also uh, two, the number of people that have been displaced and, of course, uh, whatever information you've heard on uh, the uh, sort of magnitude of the loss of property that has also been seen. Uh, thank you, uh, Ayabonga. The the number that I will be able to speak to with authority, because it's just been confirmed, it's a meeting that I've just come off now, sure. it's the number of fatalities which has been confirmed by SAPS. Uh, we currently sitting at 341, mm. and, that, and that's across um, uh, various districts. 
the extent of of the devastation um, I don't have precise figures, but I know that we've got over 400 households uh, or 400 houses that have been uh, completely destroyed. That number may have uh, shifted, but that's the last number that I had um, as it's uh, earlier today. So the number the numbers keep growing as the disaster teams are, are continuing with the assessment. Uh, uh, more than 30,000 people have been affected by by by, by the situation mm. and um they, there's a whole lot more that is happening that that we, we have not even gotten to at this stage because the disaster teams are trying all they could but they, we do still have areas that are, are, are hard to access because mm. of of the access roads have been destroyed. Yeah, yeah. And these hard-to-access areas, um, I mean, in your understanding, um, I mean, what type of evacuatory types of support have you been able to receive um, in order either to airlift or, or to even, I guess, get, you know, uh, some form of foot-level evacuation happening there? Um, the, the, I understand there's about um, more than 30 teams on the ground that are doing evacuations. Okay. The SAPS is 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 at the forefront in terms in terms of uh, where people are needing to be uh, in the hard to access areas. The SAPS are assisting in that regard. They they are evacuating people, uh, and and yeah, they are at the forefront of that because they've got the most. Ex- experts in terms of, of of that kind of, of, of rescue missions. Okay. So it's not like, I'd like you to just hold the line for me for a second. Uh, I want to take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, I just want us to talk through the provincial state of disaster and of course what uh, type of support and resources it uh, uh, unlocks uh, that at least will uh, complement your uh, capacity and capability to respond to uh, this disaster. And we'll continue with that after this brief break. The headlines, the headlines on Metro FM Talk. Yeah, eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our uh, headline segment here on Metro FM Talk, joined tonight by Nona Alandlovu, Head of Communications at uh, the Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs uh, Ministry out in Guazul Natal. And uh, uh, this is Nona, I guess, uh, just from the um, magnitude of the loss both of life, property that you've just outlined, and the displacement of people. Um, I mean, it stands to reason that I guess this is indeed a disaster, let alone the legalities of a provincial state of disaster. But just for the benefit of some of us who might not be familiar with what a provincial state of disaster means and why it's important to declare one and what would have happened if the president had not declared one, what is it and more importantly, what type of complementary support and resources does it unlock and enable? Well, simply put, a, a provincial state of disaster says that you would know that uh, government departments get allocated budgets within which to operate like on a normal basis if, if there wasn't anything out of the ordinary that had happened. Now, when the provincial state of disaster is declared, it then allows for the reprioritization of those budgets to actually channel funds towards assisting those those in, in, in distress and also towards uh, fixing the infrastructure that has been affected by the disasters. That's in a nutshell what a provincial state of disaster means. It means that you, we can now access even more resources 
other department departments are able to pull resources towards mm. the same um, direction besides their normal operations that they would do on a day-to-day basis. Mm. The, the resources are then channeled towards uh, solving the current crisis that we have. Yeah. M- many South Africans are then concerned, I mean, w- when that is heard, that, you know, reprioritization of this kind is going to happen and uh, massive resources are going to be pulled in response. Uh, and they might be asking themselves, is then an additional layer of monitoring of how these resources are spent as well, or maybe an extra layer of accountability by way of reporting to the public? Uh, talk to us about that. Um, there would be a reporting mechanisms, and, and there is more frequent reporting as to how the funds are being utilized. Uh, departments are required to submit reports uh, periodically. Um, I wouldn't be able to confirm now whether it's weekly or monthly reports, but mm. they are required to give specific reports in terms of cent by cent, what have they done with the money that has been reprioritized and and how has that impacted the current crisis on the ground. Mm, mm. And then I guess in terms of just tangibly in the work that you're doing as part of this response and the rescue missions, having the president by stroke of a pen declare that there's now a provincial state of disaster, what does that change in your operating environment? Well, uh, Uh, As I've indicated, it mainly changes the focus. It mainly allows us to to operate in a different mode. You know that under normal circumstances, there are certain time frames within which you can procure uh, services Mm. or goods. But then when there's a state of disaster, those time frames are significantly shortened because now there's an emergency that you need to deal with here and now. And you, you can't wait, for instance, 14 days to, to, to get a particular service or a, a particular goods. They are needed now. So, so the state of disaster allows, of course, within, within the specific regulations that govern disasters, but it shortens the time frames within which you can do things. Mm, mm, mm. And then... Uh Talk to me about the type of support. I mean, I, I did hear the uh, Premier saying over the last 24 hours, you know, this is not something that the government solely can respond to and that it requires a society-wide effort in order to master and mobilize an effective response to all of the, you know, devastation that these floods have caused in, in Guazul Natal. Uh, have there been any pledges of support from, you know, industry, the churches, other parts and uh, of society or social partners uh, that can at least join and complement, um, you know, the efforts and uh, the resources that the government brings to bear. Well, uh, I, I can actually confirm that even even governments, even other governments from other provinces have actually pledged their support. I think it's important to mm. indicate that they they are coming through with with their own support, even though at this point in time we don't know what type of support that they would come with, but they've, they've indicated their willingness to assist. But over and above that, we do have um, social partners, uh, NGOs, they are already on the ground, they are already assisting in some of the areas and, and they are pledging their support. And we do have even some private companies that have already come through with their resources. Others are channeling their resources through uh, the the social partners that we work with, the NGOs, so that they they can uh, get the assistance on the ground. But over and above that, um, I'm sure the Premier would have indicated that this is a massive, massive operation that needs to happen. And we would need 
everybody to to actually pull together even even an ordinary man on the street even you and i ayabonga can actually come in and assist we do have maybe clothing or whatever items that we can assist with we do we we, we are encouraging that people do come forth and to assist with with those items mm-hmm. and how do people do so maybe this is an opportunity just for any people that are listening who might want to lend uh, a hand and uh, a, land, a hand of support and solidarity to what is being uh, undertaken out there uh, how how do they do so we do have a provincial disaster management center that is coordinating all all our efforts i'm i'm trying to just get um, the contact details now um, so that i can share them with you but the the provincial disaster management center is located in 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 Pitsamaritzburg and people who are able to 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 access uh, Pitsamaritzburg will be able to drop off some of the items or courier some of the items to the disaster management center and obviously we we are encouraging non-perishables if it's food and also items of of clothing mm. and blankets and and whatever else that people are able to spare the the disaster management center is situated on Number 66, Short Street um, uh, Road in Mkondeni. That mm. is in Pitamari spec. That's where the the aid can be can be um, can be sent to. And then uh, from that point, then we can we can distribute uh, to to the needy communities. Financial support. Um, financial support. Uh, we will be announcing shortly in terms of a, 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 an account where where people can actually. Uh, be depositing. We we do encourage uh, mostly um, assistance in kind, but we are activating an account that we used before that uh, funds can be channeled to. Okay, and then I mean, just I guess the the other issue, and uh, we do touch on a lot of business on this particular show, so I'm quite interested in the messages that you've heard from industry. We spoke earlier on um, about, you know, the tourism sector having lost around 30 million in cancelled bookings over the last while. And in addition to that, many of your own industry there, Toyota, SAPI, and many others, including least of all Transnet and the port and rail infrastructure there, has also been subject to massive disruption and, you know, effective uh, delays in operations there. Um, From where you're sitting, we understand the rains are going to continue over the weekend. Uh, what is the message that is coming from yourselves, I guess, as government, to those stakeholders of that kind, especially those in business? Well, what we can say is that um, everybody needs to take precaution as much as possible. We know that some of the things that happen are unprecedented. We we are hoping that the extent of, of, of the rainfall is not going to be the same as what we have experienced. We know that some of, of the stakeholders that you're talking about, they, they have already started uh, slowly going back into into operation, and, we, and we're hoping and praying that uh, the rainfall that's, that's predicted for the weekend doesn't really disrupt those efforts uh, any further. But we are saying that uh, take as much precaution as you can, uh, secure whatever you can secure. But we know that the experience has taught us that... Um, Sometimes there is just 
so much you can do and you can't go beyond that. Like if, if a river is going to burst its banks, there's very little you can do to control that. But we are saying as much as possible, people must take precautions. To the households, those people that are living on slopey, on, on, on the slopes, on mountain slopes, we are saying uh, please take extra precaution if there's a need. Evacuate your house. Uh, as soon as you see that the rain is becoming more than normal, uh, move to safer ground. The community halls are open, particularly around Eteguini. The community halls are open and, and they are being used as shelter for anybody that's in need of shelter at, at, at the present moment. And we've got partners who are providing a relief in terms of hot meals and, and, and blankets to those uh, people that are housed in the community halls. Mm. You're saying safety first, and all else will follow. It must be difficult also, I guess, to mount a rescue mission when there's also challenges of intermittent electricity, um, uh, let alone all the other challenges, lack of roads, difficulty navigating, you know, uh, muddy or clogged up roads. Uh, I mean, does that complicate the rescue mission in any form, the fact that from time to time the lights have gone off in the last while as uh, you've undertaken these rescue operations? Well, we, we've been fortunate in that um, SCOM did exempt KZN from load shedding, okay. but but we did we do we did and we are experiencing some some um, uh, electricity cuts due to the actual floods because some of the substations are affected. But yes. we again we are slowly coming back into operation, but it, it's really it does make difficult even with the network connectivity it, it's affected uh, a great deal so there the, the is a lot of challenges that, that are presenting with this current situation okay so Snornala, we're gonna have to leave it there thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us maybe just lastly before we let you go for people who might be in need of emergency services and support um and uh, you know need to access yourselves how do they do so you might just want to give us a number or i guess a place where they could potentially go we 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 have said that the first point of call for people would be obviously their their local leadership, but we do have the numbers for our provincial disaster management uh, uh, officials. The number is zero double six four seven five two three zero three. They can contact that number, and also there there is another alternative number which is zero seven two. Four three five six five eight. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Sis Nonala. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us, uh, Nonala and Glovo, head of communications out at Cocta in Guazul Natal. Thank you so much, Abong. Yeah, folks, uh, what do you make of that? And uh, indeed, would encourage many of those who uh, are in a position to support and to lend a hand of support and solidarity to what's happening out in Guazul Natal. Please, and Ozobao, go ahead and do so, um, because indeed. Uh, that's what uh, I guess Obobundu Standu Tatangabo is about. Um, and uh, I, I'd like to really see the same kind of also private sector response that we saw when we saw flooding out in Naisna a few years ago. Or was it fires? Yeah, I think it was fires out in Naisna. Uh, but of course, you know, all of these acts of God. But surely we must see that scale of support or commensurate with that scale of support because Eteguin is much larger in our social, political, and economic life as a country than I would argue that Naisna is. Um, and so, yeah, putting down that challenge uh, and, uh, you know, uh, saying, look, to industry, 
And I certainly hope that uh, many of you will uh, lend a hand. I've seen the likes of um, Standard Bank there, Lungisa Fuzil and his team, uh, putting down uh, a few million as well in support of what's happening in Wazul Natal.